Hi, welcome to Date Night. I'm Will. And I'm Amy. And we've been married for 13 years. 13 long years. Yeah, and after all those long years, we felt like we needed some adventure in our marriage. So every couple of weeks, we send our kids out of the house to the sitter's house. And we go upstairs to the playroom. Yep, and we clear off the table. And we explore a whole new world together. Just the two of us. And me, your best buddy and longest role-playing companion. Yep, and Mike. And me, your favoritest nephew. And our nephew. Your favoritest nephew. Our favoritest nephew, Sam. And, of course, a mysterious force from beyond the veil, also known as your half-niece-in-law, Eva. Yeah, and our whatever Eva is to us. (laughs) (laughs) And we play... Dungeons and Dragons. Well, just in time for thunderstorms to be here. Okay, so a couple things so far as like storms. We might have quite a bit of combat in this one, so a couple of rules. That, uh, oh no! <laughs> we should probably figure out. We need a house rule on how concentration works, because technically, how concentration works is every time you're hit while you have a concentration spell active, you need to roll a Constitution save. And for buffs, that sucks because, like Mike, you have Shield of Faith, yes. which is like a buff. It shouldn't be that if you get hit. You have to re-up that buff, or you have to do that constitution roll. Mm -hmm. I'm of the opinion that maybe for uh, concentration spells that are channeling something that's, like, continually dealing damage, we roll constitution saves. But if we're talking about, like, Shield of Faith, or uh, Mage Armor actually isn't a a concentration spell, I don't think. But those types of spells that are buffs, I don't think we're going to roll for. Okay. Now, what about the um, the spells like, I mean, for, for example, Thunder Smite is a concentration spell. So it's like if I whiff the first time, get hit. I think that's just going to activate it onto your weapon okay. when you cast it, and it'll count like a buff. Okay. I'm really just thinking, for example, like when we were in that battle with the sorcerer in Raven Tree, the, uh, the guy who was creating the elemental... And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. channeling a spell to keep the river open. I'm thinking like really significant types of concentration spells like that seem like they would be taxing to keep up. Um, we'll, we'll make the bad guys and the good guys have uh, constitution rolls for. But otherwise, we won't. What we do need to keep track of, though, is when you are concentrating on a spell while you have one active... You can't have another one. You can't use another one or you lose your first. Okay. So you can only have one at a time, even if it is a buff like Shield of Faith, okay? So if you activate a concentration spell, you can put on a concentration hat if you want, or at least just remember that you're concentrating. I think we should stick with the hats. Hats are good. Me and Mike <laughs> me and Mike have determined that we can just stop speaking and only use hats to communicate. That's why I pulled out the pink bunny ears here. That's one rule. The other rule is, Eva, you took um, a tavern brawler, 
Yes. What does that do? Um, I I can improvise weapons, and I think I'm resistant to some kind of damage. I have already thought. Um, when I hit a creature with an unarmed strike or improvised weapon, I can use a bonus action to attempt to grapple the target. Okay. But also, I think I can improvise weapons. Yes, you can. So I'm going to hit you with this bottle and then throw you out the window. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you grapple, that's what I was looking up because I didn't know how grappling works. If you grapple successfully with someone, it reduces their speed to zero, so they can't move. And when you move on your turn, you can drag them in whatever direction you want. Okay. So that's sort of how grappling works. I remember... But it does take your your action, except for now, you can use your bonus action if you punch someone, not okay. if you use your axe. Okay. So if you feel like getting down and dirty and grappling or whatever, you have that advantage that you can still throw a punch. Otherwise... Anybody else who grapples, that's their action. That's their attack action. Okay. Okay. How do the improvised weapons work, just out of curiosity? She like can pick up something. Or? I mean, she can pick up something, and she gets her proficiency bonus. Okay. Because she's proficient with improvised weapons based on the but, but we have to assign what kind of damage it would do. Just I'll just have to make just up Just use common damage. sense to, yeah. yeah. If it's like a table leg, it would be similar damage to a club. The Mithril Pebble of Pig Smiting. Yes. That would be similar to... <laughs> Just a rock you find. A rock. <laughs> Maybe a Kalman rock. I'm glad you looked that up, because I remember when I took that feat, I was like, define grappling. And yeah. you were like, you know, like wrestling. And I was like, thanks. No, no. I, I get the definition yeah, of the word. I didn't really know exactly how the mechanic worked, so I looked it up. Thank you. What did you call it again? The Mithril Pebble of what? Pig Smiting. Yes. I feel like there's a reference there. I should. It's be. an incredibly obscure reference. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> if there's, you're, there's an anime called Sword Art Online. If it's an anime reference, it's, I don't get it. If a reference on, falls in a even, forest and no not, one is around, does it make a sound? An Mike, it I used better. to watch Sword Art Online, and I don't even get no, it. Because it's not from Sword Art Online. Hang on, just stick with me on this journey. Nope, we're it's finished. <laughs> Kid kicks so, it in the way. I can't turn it off. So, the, the, this YouTube channel. So last time, Kip and Dern and Kira oh. made a quick escape mm-hmm. from Silver's blessing. Yeah. Um, thanks in part to uh, Kip, you know, for transporting you on that escape. Anyway, you made it out into the wilderness and uh, took your long rest. Which you guys were down. Pretty low, and especially Dern and Kip. I got a thunderbolt spells. Oh, that's right. We're part way down the road. Okay. So you guys were headed toward the direction of the Painted Valley last time. Sam and I are nowhere. Right. But the abyss. when so Kira, it's, it's a it's an official new day. Yes, you you got your long rest. I'm going to get a charge back on my do 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 wizardy wandy. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you're uh, lightning wand for now. Okay. When you wake up, it appears that Arryn and the self-proclaimed King of Magic have teleported in their sleep to your little campsite. So they are asleep in the middle of the camp, and when you wake up, you realize that this is not where you were when you went to sleep, but you're here now. But I probably don't remember going to sleep either, right? No. Not at this point. 
That means eventually you will know where you had been. If you live. Kip, <laughs> Kip uh, who was taking the last watch, is sitting cross-legged at the edge of camp with the sunrise at his back. And he's got an odd lantern of some kind that's clipped to the end of his arm, um, basically around his wrist, shedding light on some letters that he's holding in front of him. The little pangolin that the uh, sheriff had uh, is curled up beside Kip with its head on his lap. There's and a pangolin and I missed it? <laughs> when did we bring the pangolin? Just Did it just follow us like the Amanita? Or? Kip nabbed it while uh, you were unconscious. <laughs> and, and, and put it where when he turned into a pony? Well, the way it, the way inventory works <laughs> oh, no. when you're a pony, or when uh, Kip transforms into one of his animal forms, the inventory just transforms to be part of the animal. So he and the pangolin were one, and now they're good buddies. <laughs> the pangolin pony. You guys didn't do anything fun without us, right? I think you're still asleep. No, I'm no, awake. Everybody she's, woke she's up. She's saying that in her sleep. You guys didn't do anything fun without us. <laughs> So Kip occasionally was lowering the book to look around the area and absentmindedly uh, petting the pangolin. And he says, uh, Good morning, and uh, also, uh, welcome back. Everyone seems to be, like, remarkably cool with us just vanishing and reappearing randomly, but I'm not loving it. I'm not cool with it either, if it makes you feel better. Like, everyone else is so calm. It's really I've, weird, but I'm just kind of getting used to it. Yeah, we're just getting used to it, I think. I think everything you guys do is a little weird, so I just thought it was another one of those Could things. Could you guys <laughs> just, like, do me a favor? <clears throat> Could you guys just, like, do me a favor and maybe, like, scream in terror next time we appear? Just so I don't feel so, I don't know, taken for granted. Uh, Actually, I'd look for that, too. A little bit of terror would be nice when I arrive. <laughs> A little bit of courtesy terror, please. Uh-huh. I mean, when I was on the watch and you guys showed up asleep, I I almost pooped a little if it makes you feel better. <laughs> Thank you! That makes me feel so much better, the pe- actually. The pangolin did. By the way, this is this is my buddy, Pangy. Pangy? Yeah, Pangy. I love him. All right. Didn't um, Fantasy Morgan Freeman narrate a movie about you called March of the Pangolins? Okay. Um, this is getting cut I don't from know the what episode. Movie is, That's but I love getting Morgan cut Freeman. from the episode. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many questions right now. <laughs> okay. So, <coughs> mostly, if he Bless doesn't you. know what a movie is, how does he know Morgan Freeman? <laughs> oh, we're all. Uh, I, I did say we're fantasy all Morgan buddies. Freeman. You can't just put fantasy before something and... <laughs> yes, you can. Okay. Let me pull out my fantasy iPad and check fantasy Morgan Freeman's fantasy IMDB page. <laughs> that <laughs> makes see where sense else to I me. know him from. That makes sense to me. <laughs> I'm going to warm up my fantasy hot pocket in this fantasy microwave. <laughs> no, in this house we call those hot pocket machines. Hot pocket machines. <laughs> pull out my fantasy gun and just shoot the guy. I actually have a fantasy gun, though. Do you really? Yes, you used it. The, the blunder- boomstick. Uh, that's a, that's a uh, gun. It's, well, I mean, it yeah. kind of creates a yeah. temporal... Okay. <coughs> Are you, think- you're going to live. I don't know. You kept Should talking and I needed over? to cough. <laughs> <coughs> so you guys wanted, you know, some courtesy terror, have a courtesy, courtesy. hacking fits. I mean, it starts out... <laughs> Looks it, like it took it's her by surprise. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> so... 
Kip extinguishes the lantern uh, by slapping his wrist, and he folds it up uh, with the hinged metal sides and takes a small stone uh, out of the compartment as he does so, and he pockets them. And he says, well, just to uh, catch you up a little bit, I spent a little time going through some of the letters I I pocketed, um, and it's hard to believe, really, but the first thing I found is that these cultists have almost nothing to do with the blight in the South. Uh, The Black Hand as they call him, barely knows that the cult even exists. So to summarize a few of the letters between someone called Tashi and another person who was only mentioned as the silent one, who I'm inferring was that clerk we met in the dungeon. Well, me and Dern met, um, and he looks over at Arn and the Grease Wizard. Whoa! You went to jail? I... You cool! What'd you go to jail for? Did you get a tattoo? I kind of desecrated a temple. <gasps> what? What? It was really funny. You desecrated a well, temple. It wasn't a real... And you wouldn't even let me, <laughs> Indiana Jones but style, it, it put a book, but... get a book from an altar, from a god that wasn't even here, and you went to jail for desecrating a temple? He didn't really desecrate it, he kind of burned it down. You burned a bloody temple down! It was a temple full of false gods. It wasn't even really a temple. Doesn't matter. They they may be false gods, but they're gods to someone. It wasn't even really used. I don't think they were gods to And it wasn't really... Neither was the book that I was trying to take. Somebody put it there. That's a use. We can't get back into this. (laughs) I glare at Dern. Uh... Sounds like you've got some history. Anyway, (laughs) long story short, we kind of raided the cult's uh, headquarters. Uh, Lucky for us, it was mostly unpopulated at the time, and we were able to nab these letters and uh, a ledger and and some maps. I got a thunderhorn. And a thunderhorn. What is a thunderhorn? You didn't tell me this. What is this? I don't know, but I got it. Okay, team, we really need to work on our communication. It made a very loud noise, but I I'm not really sure what other effect it has. A complicated Try system of hats. Yourself. I don't want to. <laughs> right. Fair. She mentioned hats. I want to hear more about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Kit, please go on. Well, uh, anyway, according to those letters, uh, the cultists seem to me like they're just kind of runts seeking attention from an absent parent. I, I wouldn't know anything about that. They seem frustrated that oh. their work with the stones and, and the the mini blight north of the river didn't really gain them any of that attention, though. Wait, so... talk about this? No, I'd rather not. <laughs> um, so, the god that they worship, is is that the god causing the blight? Or creature or being or whatever. So the blight north of the river was caused directly by the actions taken by this cult that call themselves the Cult of the Black Hand. They were, again, sort of seeking to make an impression on the whoever is down in the south. That blight in the south, though, is a completely different and more powerful animal than anything we were dealing with up here. Um... 
there seemed to be sort of a schism that occurred in the cult over this whole thing. And Tashi, uh, the, mm-hmm. the one in one of these letters, with the help from the Silent One, uh, seemed to usurp whatever little power there was in this already really chaotic organization that didn't really <coughs> seem to take well to even having leaders. But he, he did take control over their plans at the cost of a, a lot of resistant members who didn't really want to be controlled and either abandoned the cause or were killed uh, while resisting. Tashi, according to the letters, seemed, I guess, nonplussed about the thinning out in the ranks at first, but in his last letter, which also, I think, sort of describes their, their current plan to some extent, he says that there were further losses uh, that he suffered while obtaining his objective, uh, he wrote. The letter asked that the Silent One should demand that the sheriff redouble recruitment efforts in the city of Silver's Blessing, which may have also been fortunate for us, Dern. So, Sorry, I zoned out. Can you repeat all of that? Um, so, uh, TLDR, I guess... What is that? Uh, that's fantasy for long story short. I Too guess. Long didn't read, but. <laughs> right. Um, pretty much, it looks like the cult's at the weakest it's been since it's been formed. Which... Quick, let's strike now. Where are they? But they're, if they're not even the cause of this, what's the point? They're the cause of the northern one. Well, they're, still, they're still bad people. Well, lots of people are bad people. We can't kill all the bad people. That's well, true. Well. If I might, there's one thing that may make them a little bit more of a threat that I sort of haven't mentioned yet. Are they racist? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) But actually, it seems like their ranks have been pretty well fleshed out from all different races, so maybe they've got that going for them. Except for one, right? (laughs) What? Except for one kind of race, right? Which kind? I don't know. I don't see any gnomes over there. Uh, I... Haven't seen any gnomes. Exactly. They hate the gnomes. <laughs> well, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> so does your party. <laughs> or am I misreading that thing between you and the dwarf? I don't I'm, hate all I mean, gnomes. I'm cool with him. <laughs> I don't really hate Dern. I, I'm kind of... Never mind. Let's keep going. I, I didn't mean to pick that scab. Do we, Dern? You don't, you don't like me, Dern? I don't hate all gnomes. That's not the question, I'll though. take that as you don't hate me. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> I don't hate you either. And I uh, give him a little kiss on the cheek. Yeah. This is getting uncomfortable. Well, camping 17. is... 17. <laughs> you kiss him on the cheek. <laughs> camping is a real bonding experience. Is there like a DX save I can do here? <laughs> if you really want, you, you can try and dodge. You gotta roll higher than. I got a two. <laughs> no, you you, you like it. it. No. <laughs> if you rolled a one, I think you probably would have faced him. <laughs> now I understand. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> uh, anyway, their plan seems to have had something to do with the return of Al Bagula. Uh,. The cultists had their supplies shipped into the Painted Valley. You remember that supply list we found, Dern? Aye. It had fish and seagrass and, and, and things along those lines in it. Albacore tuna. Right. Um, I'm not really sure how, but I think Tashi and what's left of his crew 
are trying to hatch the first baby turtle dragon that Volyanaya has seen in, well, basically recorded history. That doesn't sound that bad. Turtle dragons are not good. I mean, the, the baby wouldn't be much of a threat, but they do grow up. Okay, what is a turtle dragon and why is it bad? I don't know if I've heard of these in my land. They're one of the worst types of dragons. I rolled an 11. I've heard of them. I mean, any dragon raised by someone with bad intentions is bad news for anybody it encounters. Arn raises her hand. Uh, Arn? <laughs> what about a dragon raised by somebody with good intentions? That would be a horse of a different color. Grease wizard? Tim? Omega 13. 12. <laughs> Omega 12. Dolan? King of magic. What? <laughs> Gnome? Sam? <laughs> Can we have a dragon, please? Hey, Mom, please? I'll take such good care of it. I promise! We'll walk it. I'll take such good care of a dragon if you give one to me. We're in the playroom. I have a pet dragon here. Yeah! Yay! Okay. (laughs) Back to the story. Don't turn it on. I won't. You were actually looking (laughs) (laughs) Don't lie. I won't, but only because I cannot find the answer. <laughs> I found Cheer. the answer. No, it's in its butt. <laughs> All right. I hope we're still talking come, about the answer. I never switch. got the baby dragon when I was a kid. It, it's sleeping right now. Leave Scorch alone. I never had one either. I don't think I can even find the rails that we came off of. No, I think. Baby turtle dragon. Please, please, we'll Game Mom, let us have, have a baby an, turtle dragon. It could be the miniature. I hope I hope the miniature wouldn't be that size. So yeah. I told you we needed a bigger table. Alright, well Albacore tuna. (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting for a response, I guess. What was the question? (laughs) It wasn't a question. Well I'm sorry. So, the cult is not as big of a threat, but they may have a dragon, which makes them a threat. A potential one, anyway. So, do we want to just, like, wipe them out completely, or just steal the dragon so they can just, you know, whatever? I mean, That's... I want to wipe them out completely. I- but I'd like to do both. Both sounds good. Both it is, Kip! I mean, if we're going to have a shot to wipe them out completely now, before the dragon's hatched, and while they're still sort of at their weakest, would maybe be a good opportunity. You'll let me keep the dragon, though, Kip, right? Um, I mean, technically, the eggs are usually collected by the by the dragonborn uh, to the north, where Albadula comes to the beach, and they bring them to their temples, but uh, I don't know if we want to have another one of those. <laughs> situations <laughs> where we're talking about uh, sort of holy eggs. But we could uh, come to that bridge when we cross it. Alright, I heard you said I could keep the dragon, so let's go. Let us keep the dragon. 
So to the Painted Valley, then? And who's going to take care of the, of the dragon when you <laughs> wink out of existence? I'm who's sure. who's going to lock it, fade it? I do... Clean up its leavings? <laughs> I'm sure that, well, if, I I have, do... oh, that if I have a dragon, it'll just come with me to wherever I'm going. And I promise I won't lose it there. Where do you go that would be okay with a dragon? I don't know. If they're cool with him, they'll be cool with the dragon. That's Maybe true. it comes with an amulet and it disappears into the Feywild like Sam the Benevolent. That's true. Does saying his name in that sort of context summon Sam the Benevolent? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I did roll an we're going to head to the Painted Valley? Yeah. To the Painted Valley! Um, well, I mean, here's the map, Kira. Are you not going with us? I mean, I'll, I'm coming, but I don't know anything about this area either, so I'm sort of just going to be following along. Hopefully this is a good map. Well, it's got the... It, this was the map that had like a straight... Not a straight line, but it had a line consisting of the paths that were taken to ship the supplies from Silver's Blessing to the Painted Valley where the cult is. So it's a really, really good map. On the road again. All right, so basically, uh, it's not that far to the Painted Valley, and we're going to do a little bit of fast travel in that direction. So, after a couple of days of sort of just camping out, but having no real uh, encounters to speak of, your journey leads you to a misty valley nestled between two gently sloping mountains, covered in patchy bits of jungle and thick long barriers of brambles and thorny shrubs. It's a, uh, You cross under a huge stone archway that spans over the path into the valley. There are some small, scaly brown creatures leaping across the foot of the mountains like antelope, but instead of having bodies that look like antelope, they have like long wiener dog-looking bodies above their sort of pronghorn-like legs, so they're like Really, really long-bodied, scaly antelopes. In front of you, 50 yards away or so, you spot the source of the mist uh, in this valley as a huge geyser uh, erupts out of the ground, reaching skyward before raining back down to the ground around it, and a patch of purple, waxy leaves soaks up the spray below of the plant there. Ahead in the valley... Uh, it's hard to see it because it's obscured by the mist, but you hear the sound of other geysers blasting out of the uh, red, porous earth around you. And just beyond, uh, you can hear that sort of just beyond this veil of mist. The ground is kind of silty in places, uh, and in others it seems hard and porous like... Um, kind of volcanic, what's that, like pumice, pumice. yeah. Um, so it's kind of brittle as well. Above you, the sky is clear of clouds, but the haze from the mist makes it alive with all the colors of the spectrum, um, and the wet heat of the afternoon is very close, despite it starting to move into the cold season. Uh, it must be stifling here in the summer. Behind you, the jungle stretches away and obscures the view south, it's greenery fading to red and occasional patches of purple leaves as you continue along your path. Uh, according to the map, the camp 
is in the center of this valley, which is sort of away from the bases of these uh, mountains that, that you're in between right now, um, but sort of in a, in a, at the mouth of a pass. Okay. Will you roll uh, perception checks, please? And Eleven. Six. Um, Nineteen. Hearing or sight? Sight. Seven. Oh, that's a seven with my modifier. Okay. Not from Prague, but... Sam, the grease wizard, you see actually that these purple plants that have been so- soaking up the... Uh, Water from the geysers are moving slightly as you are walking past. As you get nearby, they're sort of very slowly scuttling just a few feet and then stopping. All right. Did you guys see that? See what, lad? The plants are moving. Did you eat some of your herbs again? No. No. The plants, the purple ones, look at them. Watch them. They're moving. Will everyone I'm roll a, a nature check? Six. Uh, Fifteen. Fourteen. Twelve. Okay. You're not really sure what the purple plants are, any of you, but the grease wizard is the only one who's been able to see them move. Shall I go touch one? Um, if you're seeing it move, probably not. It's just a plant. Leave it there. We haven't had good luck with moving plants in the past, lad. Um, if you're really... I didn't see him move, but if you're really concerned about the plants, I could go have a chat with him. Oh, no, boy. <laughs> you're gonna go talk to a plant. He's a druid. He can do it. Oh! I know right. this because my mother was half-druid. Uh, that doesn't mean you can make druish jokes. Okay, so... <laughs> He walks over to the purple plant, and you see him just kind of move his head around, and his hair rustles a little bit in the wind. And the plant, you watch its leaves sort of rustle a little bit. And I could continue describing this for half an hour, or or we could go with the results of this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So another gentle breeze comes along, and Kip angles his head toward that breeze. And the soft rustling of his hair uh, is transported to the hearing receptacles of this plant yeah. <laughs> that feels the motion of the rustling and okay, responds. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. So, what does all this mean? Um, I've just told the plants that it's okay and we're cool and that they don't need to move. So, what are they? Are they... Normally, would they attack us? No, but they're sort of trying to throw you off a little bit. You've noticed so far we've sort of been avoiding stepping in the places where the the purple plants are, because that's where the geysers tend to be. Mm -hmm. Well, they figure if they move a little bit, we may take a misstep and uh, end up, you know, blasted by one of those geysers and... uh, why would they want to blast us? Well, um... They don't want to eat us, do they? Not anymore. <laughs> oh, great. So they're purple triffids. How sure are you? 60-40. Oh, look, those odds. Let's keep going. <laughs> That's good enough for me. <laughs> okay. Everyone watch your step. So, 
now if we step away from the purple plants, we should be safe on our journey throughout the, the rest of the, the valley here, I would hope. Okay? All right. So uh, avoid the plants, if, if you would. Thanks for listening to Date Night. I'm Amy, and I play Kira. And I'm Will, your friendly neighborhood game mom, reminding you that holiday spirits are immune to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage from non-magical attacks. I also wanted to announce the winner of the dice giveaway that we've been running over on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Both of those are at D8 Night Podcast. And the winner of that giveaway is... James Wells, who goes by the handle at Juggernaut with a G, so it could be the German pronunciation, Guggernaut. James, if you're in the U.S., you've won a really cool 11 die set, or your choice of three of my Dungeon Masters Guild titles, including my newest, uh, Pippi Pigeon Toe's Guide to Practical Pigeoning. If you're outside of the U.S., you've won your choice of those DMs Guild titles. If you didn't win, though, take heart. I've got a few free or pay-what-you-want titles over on DMs Guild as well. You can pick up any of those by clicking on the Store tab over at datenightpodcast.com. Plus, we'll be giving the details of a new giveaway during Christmas week over on our social media pages on Twitter and Facebook. So make sure you follow us at Date Night Podcast to stay in the loop. Remember to share us with your D&D group or someone you think might enjoy the story. Thanks for your support, and congratulations again to James. We hope all of our listeners have a very Merry Christmas, or whatever holiday you celebrate, we hope it's a happy one. Now, let's get back to the story. So you uh, continue walking through this valley again with its uh, red, porous ground, and you do see, as you continue to walk, that these purple plants tend to surround these geysers that shoot up into the air. Um, it seems to be that the mist is getting even thicker as you continue, which is making it hard to see more than maybe 20 feet away from you. All of these eruptions have sort of started to blend in until all of a sudden you hear one just crack um, extremely loud ahead in the mist. And you hear a sort of wow, wow noise coming out of the mist. The dwarf cows are back. Is that a frog? Everybody, roll a perception check. It's a giant frog. Okay, that's a twelve. Sixteen. Uh, Twenty. Um. It's good. Uh, yeah. All right, with that 20, uh, it's good. You see these before they see you. Um, Guys, get down. Kira, roll a nature check. 13. Well, you see these before they see you. They appear to have a thick, <laughs> slimy red skin. They're, Are they frogs? No, not exactly. Their mouth looks kind of like a frog's. Um, their skin has, like, uneven layers of crystallized... Uh, scum, I guess you could call it on it. Um, their mouth, yeah, is kind of like a frog's, but its body is long and um, piscine. Yeah, so its rear drags on the ground. What's piscine? Kind of fishy. Like a fish. Yeah, like a fish. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, its rear is dragging on the ground, and its front is supported by salamander-like legs. But it's moving surprisingly fast as it jumps out of the mist. And since your perception check was so good, Kira, you also see that there's another one. So one of them is about at your party's 11 o'clock, and one of them is about at your party's um, 4 o'clock. Guys, uh, there are these things coming. They look like giant, crusty, red tadpoles. Things. You mean the back's kind of piscine? Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. All right, let's roll some initiative. What Wait a minute. If these look like tadpoles, is there a grown-up somewhere? Row raggy. Okay. I don't understand that reference. 21. 2. 10. 11. But also, I'd like it to be noted that by now I know to listen to Kira when she says, Look out! And I had hit the deck completely (laughs) and am probably now covered in mud. (laughs) I actually had an 11 as well. What's your decks? 13. 16. Okay, so I guess that means. So Kira and then then me. Yeah, your initiative should probably go. No, wait, never mind. You're right. My initiative is plus three. And Dern will be at last again. Grease Wizard. With me. We're right. first. Lord you see, likes. again, these creatures are about at... You've got one almost straight ahead of you and one sort of toward your right, and they're running at you from the mist. The one that's straight ahead of you is only 20 feet away. The one to the right is about 30 feet away. Uh, I'm going to cast a... Shatter! No. <coughs> Chromatic orb. No way, really. At the one right in front of us. Okay. That's a ranged so, attack, right? Yes, but so you said they're kind of like tadpole ish. Yeah, but they're really large. Large tadpole. Yeah, like, giant crusty. I'm gonna go with tadpoles. like a rhinoceros, maybe almost that big. <laughs> So Does the the skin look like a rhinoceros? Like, is it that the skin does, is kind of slimy? Like that thick? I'm sure you're going somewhere with this. It looks more like out. like a salamander skin, but it does have like crystal um, stuff all on. Like it. armor type. Oh, it's kind of like crystallized, like stone, but just in certain areas. Like this is not. definitely a baby, and there's a giant stone frog coming mm-hmm. to get us somewhere. I'm gonna use lightning damage for this chromatic orb. Uh, okay. It has a disadvantage because it's wet, right? 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 Would there be disadvantage or that would just be like some extra damage? That would make it vulnerable if that was the yeah, case. That's what I was thinking. Alright. Good thinking, babe. So, Good thinking 17 plus 7. Slime against it. Yeah, I'd say you hit with the lightning chromatic orb, so roll your damage for that. Mm, looking for my 8. There it is. 8, 3, Seven. Eighteen. Eighteen. So you have a big crack of lightning uh, pop out of your fingers and smash into this thing right in its big frog mouth as it's running toward you um, full speed. And you watch as a bunch of those crystalline shards or scum or whatever on it just blasts up into the air and start raining down. Um, And you continue to hear big um, eruptions of uh, steam vents uh, further ahead. Okay. Steam vents? Or the, the geysers. Oh, okay. Um, Old Faith. So that... I'm calling these guys steam swimmers. I had, You guys didn't pass the nature check, so I didn't tell you anything about them, but I'm 
but just okay. going to do that to make it easier to talk about them. So this guy is um, charging for the Grease Wizard who just hit him with that lightning. 20. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a, a crit. Aww. So he's basically jumping at you. Um, and before he even reaches you, while he's in the air, he sticks his tongue out frog style and tries to uh, nab you with it. I look at my... Uh, so that's a, a 25. I mean, it's a crit. It's an automatic hit. So My ring of blissful that. ignorance. I hold okay. up to my hand and say, Frog damage. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, allow, I'll allow it as frog damage. So any damage <laughs> these particular creatures do to you, you will be resistant to, right? That's I, how it works. Yeah. So you'll take half damage. He doesn't have to roll to, like... Mm-mm. Okay. It's just a once-per-day effect that he can use. But you cannot deal any frog damage for the extent I have. Well, I don't think he was gone <laughs> frog. <laughs> <laughs> so that would have been four damage with the tongue, so it's two damage. Nice. And he pulls you toward his mouth and tries to bite. Okay? Oh. So you're wrapped up in his tongue right now. Okay. And that's a 21 against your AC. Oh. Oh. These frog rolls. And that would have been four damage. Oh, I do have to roll. You have to roll one. Yeah, for the Ring of Blissful Ignorance. After taking oh. damage, use a Persuasion or Deception check of uh, ten oh. to convince it. Okay. So go ahead and do that. Eleven. Good. You're, you've convinced <laughs> it that you don't believe in frogs. <laughs> <laughs> that one would have been four damage on the bite, so it's two damage yeah. again. Um, so... The tongue got you for two, and the bite got you for two. Then it flicks you across its back where some of those crystalline shards were and drags you along those, okay? But they're, are they gone? Not all of them. Oh. I mean, some of them blasted up into the air. Um, and I need you to... T- first, you'll take three damage, and I need you to make a constitution save. Three damage Jeez. halved? That is the half. Hachi machi. That's poison damage. 17. Okay. Plus, that's a 20. That's fine. And as he does that, he scrapes you across his back with his tongue and sort of flings you off to the side, and you'll be kind of 10 feet out behind him on your next turn. Okay. okay. Unless he moves more. Kira, uh, it's to you. The one steam swimmer is... Maybe 15 feet away, that's about where he stuck his tongue out and, and did that move against the Grease Wizard, who's now behind him. And the other one is still charging from the mist to your side, uh, about 30 feet away. Is it charging towards me, or just in general Towards us? the party. I'm going to shoot at it with my arrow. But which one? The one that he already okay. struck at, and I'm also going to attempt to do ensnaring strike. Okay. So you cast Ensnaring Strike, right? Yes. And then you attack. Okay. Let me find my book so I can remember how much I add. 16 plus 7, 23. That hits. The arrow digs in right between, uh, right above this thing's mouth, like between its nostrils. It has to succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained by vines until the spell ends. How, how much damage did you do? I haven't rolled damage yet. Okay. And it's concentration, so I guess I need the bunny ears. Okay. Um, he, on his con- his strength save, got a 21. So he's not ensnared. 
But you can roll your damage and add your Colossus Slayer damage because yes. he's below max health. Five and eight. Okay, so this arrow sinks in between its nostrils and it collapses onto the ground with a big thud. Aaron, it's your turn. The other steam swimmer uh, to the right of the party is 30 feet out. Uh, the one that nobody's touched. Yeah, the other so one far. is the other one's dropped. It's died. Does um, that mean that I can take these off? Yeah, you're not concentrating anymore. <laughs> the the one that does it seem to be aware of like avoiding the purple plants? Um, no, it's just making a complete straight run toward you. Okay. Um, I guess I will run towards it and um. Attack it with my axe. Okay. Um, that's a 13. That will hit. And then... Uh, but I, wanna tr- I want to try to hit it in a place where, like, when we meet, it will be, like, in one of those patches and I will not. Does that make sense? So you want to try and run so that you intercept it as it's... It's moving over a purple plant, but before you get to it. So roll in it. We'll say that you hit when you get there, but to see if you're in the right spot, roll an athletics check to see if you run at the right speed, I guess. Uh, What's seven plus four? Eleven. And I'm proficient in that, so thirteen. No, wait, that's with my proficiency, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, eleven. Eleven? All right, I'll just... Is it... No, you don't no. have your, No, you don't that's have, not with my proficiency? No. Okay, then it is 13. 13? Okay. Sorry. So go ahead and roll your damage for the axe first. 11 plus... Sorry, at the beginning of every game, I forget how to do everything. Uh, 15. Okay. <laughs> um, roll a d12. Um, just, I'm going to see, I have these steam vents sort of on a, a randomized thing that I use a D12. Five. Okay, so you just really get it with the axe, and you dig in right above its leg and really, the axe really digs in and you yank it back out. It doesn't look thrilled with that. Okay, that's um, good. It's Kip's turn. I guess Kip is going to... He yells, uh, Nurture nature! And his his staff grows. <laughs> and he runs in uh, next to Aaron and tries to hit this thing with Kip his is somehow staff. less intimidating than Kalman. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take that. <laughs> and he just whiffs with this thing to perpetrate that... Uh, just to really uh, complete the picture. Ah, yeah. oh, man. And the... Oh, nuts. <laughs> the steam swimmer um, is going to attack you, Auron. 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 Orange? Yeah, some of the limericks Orin? that you guys wrote were beautiful, but they rhymed my name if it was pronounced Orin. So we need <laughs> you to You can tell who wrote that. That, that would be my, lim- <laughs> my limericks. Uh, he tries to bite you, and that's a 14 against your AC. Oh, yeah, that hits. Okay. I don't think my... Can I ask a question? I don't think my AC has gone up since I was level 1. Does that ever change, or do I have to buy new armor, or, like, how does that work? Since you're a barbarian, it's based on your... 
uh, dex and constitution modifiers, I think. So if they go up, your AC goes up. Okay, my constitution has gone up, but yeah. I didn't adjust my AC. No, you couldn't have, because you took Tavern Brawler. Your health points have gone up, but your constitution modifier... No, I think it, it, it definitely has, because I have eraser marks and... Oh, could you choose when you took Tavern Brawler, you could increase your constitution yeah, by I one? Yeah, I think that might be it. Did it make your modifier go up by one? Uh, yeah, it did. Then if... Then your AC might be up by one. Let me look. But either way, the 14 goes to the frog. And everybody freezes in place while I they're mean, fighting this. Yeah. I I'm, I'm okay with I taking... I haven't moved yet, so... I'm, I'm not just trying to avoid taking damage from the steam swimmer. I just want it to fix your, this if it needs to get fixed. Yeah, it is your dexterity modifier plus your constitution modifier plus 10. Okay, yeah. So that would be... Yeah. It, it, it goes up to 14. Great. It probably still hits me, though. Yeah, it hits, but it's good to get that straight, because otherwise, if we get another couple sessions down the line, we'll have no idea why it isn't right or whatever. Yep. Okay, cool. So it bites you um, for three damage. Um, okay. And then it kind of... So it kind of just gums you a little bit, <laughs> and then it kind of spits you out, and tries to rub those scales against you as it sort of rolls over toward you. Um, and that is an 11. Which doesn't... Yeah, yeah, so you sort of just kind of tumble out of the way okay. as it tries to do that. Dern, you're oh, off. You're, I get to do something. You're in. I want to try my, my new wand. Okay. So it is 60 feet uh, intelligence modifier for hit. I got a 14. I don't have an intelligence modifier. <laughs> that, that will hit. Okay. And then 1d12 lightning damage. That's an 8. Okay. So again, this is a little bit smaller crack of lightning than came from the chromatic orb that the Grease Wizard shot out. Um, but it does blast some of those crystals up into the air. And is that your last charge on your one? No, because you said we did. we traveled two days. So okay. I had three. You had a backup. Four. Now I have two. Okay. Grease Wizard, there's one, again, one of these things left. Uh, Kip and Aaron are kind of near it, 30 feet. Well, for you, about 45 feet away. 45 feet? Yeah, because you got thrown behind the other steam swimmer guy before you died. Okay, I'm going to take, I'm going to move closer towards it. I can, mm-hmm. I can move forward 25. Okay. And then I'm going to just cast another, probably, electrochromatic orb. Okay. Which would have, which was at 90 feet, so I guess I really didn't need to move forward. But I, I still did. That's a 11. Yeah. Nice. So this thing just sort of... Uh... He was broadside because Arn, he was trying to rub against her, so that made him a little bit easier to hit. Cool. And you managed to get him. Three, seven, two, twelve. Did you roll a d10? Is that a d10? Yeah, that's a ten. Six, six. It's probably better. One. 
13. So this electric orb flies out of your hand and hits the broad side of this uh, steam swimmer guy and electrocutes him and you see him, his body start to spasm and he falls down uh, prone and dead on the ground. Yay! I really wanted a geyser to get one. I thought that'd be fun. That would have been cool. Let's loot the bodies. Okay. Do they have any cool items? Yeah, weird. They've got a Game Boy Advance SP. Purple. You better believe I put it down. <laughs> no. The only thing that they really have are the the little crystal shard thingies. Can I inspect one? Yes, roll investigation check. Oh, that is the exact Game Boy that I had. 19. Okay. Um, these are poison. Um, basically, they are sort of stones that have grown on these guys by being in the wet and in the heat. Um, But they've got the poison from the skin of these creatures has sort of worked its way into the stones while they were growing. So they're definitely uh, toxic stones. You don't know that there's necessarily anything you could do with them in their current form other than try and scrape somebody with one, but they're, you know, finger-sized. But you might be able to do something with them if you... Finger-sized poison stones. Finger-sized poison stones. Okay, so I was looking at them, too, and I see him looking at them. I'm like, hey, what do you think they are? Nothing. I'm just kidding. They're finger-sized poison stones. Oh, okay, and I pick up a few as well. Yeah. Yeah. That so I've got like enough bells and finger-sized poison stones to last a lifetime. I, I mean, it depends how, how liberal you are with them, but sure. <laughs> You tried to give away all of your bells Everyone the last has a, if you want, can have a bag of finger-sized poison stones. I don't want them. Okay. I'll take two bags. They're called steam crawlers, even though I don't know that yet. Steam swimmers. All right. Onward? Or what would you like to do? Are they edible? Onward. I'm just kidding. Onward. <laughs> um, I'm a vegetarian. So, as you're getting deeper into the, the box... Oh, you're talking about the frogs. You're talking about the, the bag of poison stones that we just picked up. Mm. Oh, I don't think vegetarians eat rocks, rock, to be fair. Rock candy. Delicious. I'm not going to eat the poison rocks. I'm not going to eat the frogs. As you get deeper into the mist, heading toward the middle of this valley, the heat is getting more and more oppressive. I need you all to make constitution saves, and let me know if you do not beat 11. <laughs> Ten. Have anything to add to it? Oh, constitution. Ah, 12! Ha ha! My bonus is pretty good, but I still don't pass. <laughs> 18. All right. At uh, least it wasn't a critical failure. I rolled a 3. <laughs> Eva, you have level 1 exhaustion from being in the heat. Apparently, you're you're uh, more suited for a cold climate because you did quite well cast... on the mountain, right? Yeah. What if fair. I cast a cold chromatic orb onto her? Cold damage. Please don't. Yeah, that would be damage, so. <laughs> I see him gearing up to do that, and I just go, please don't. <laughs> Exhaustion means, uh, level one means you have disadvantage on ability checks, but not on attacks. Okay. What if I cast Armor of Agathis on myself, and then she just, like, stands close? I don't think it protects you from heat. It's it's ice. It? Oh, it's ice? It's protective magical force surrounds you, manifesting manifesting a spectral frost that covers you in your gear. You gain five temporary hit points. If a creature hits you with a melee attack while you have these hit points, the creature takes five cold damage. I, I don't love think she that. should attack me, but if she stands, it's frost. 
if you want to burn your spell slot, I'll say that she was really about to, like, go heat stroke exhaustion, and you prevented it, and she doesn't have a level of exhaustion. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you. So you step into the refrigerator that is the zone around Dern, and you feel a little bit better. <laughs> so I need to oh, have... man, that brings back memories of playing poker in the walk-in fridge at camp. Fine. <laughs> 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 Don't forget if you step away, I'm sure that will come back. Where did I put my... What will come... The level one exhaustion? Wait, so I, did, I didn't get exhausted. This happened before exhausted. I took the exhaustion, yeah. right? He, he saw you starting to drag your feet and... Uh, Armor of Agathus. Thanks, buddy. He, he, he turned fridge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but you do realize that you don't want to stay in this valley for very long. You probably don't even want to try and take a long rest in this valley or stay overnight because it may do more harm than good. This place sucks. Let's leave. Were we supposed to be doing first? something? Yeah, we were. We were supposed to go... <laughs> we're looking you, for a cult. We're supposed to kill the cult. I mean... I look at my map, which I do not have because somebody didn't hand it to me. Uh, Are we close to our destination? You're about a third of the way there, through the valley. <sighs> it's on the other side of the valley. Yeah, it's all the way at the end of the valley near a pass. Don't you have a magic dragon? Can't we just ride that? No, it's he's, tiny. He's, he ain't big. He's that Aww. big. It's he's a pseudo-dragon. It's tiny. Okay, um, let's just keep going. Let's keep going. Okay. Just keep walking. So, keep... as you get sort of through one of the narrow, um, a narrow pass, there's a big, um, sort of fumarole, which is a steam vent. We've had sort of geyser so far. This My one is just is. pouring steam. And so it's, it's just really, getting really hotter hot. as we go. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a second. Did, what this wave say? of disappointment just rolled over me. What did he say? He what said we got close to a funeral, and he said my condolences. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, Ugh. "Does that mean you're the kind of guy that laughs at a funeral?" <laughs> <laughs> we drove past uh, one on the way. You to don't this. understand what I mean. You su- you soon will. Okay. We drove past a funeral on the way to <laughs> on the way to the sitter south and Emmy saw a funeral and she says, Oh and I tried to and Zay asked, Oh, is that kinda like the funeral in four packs and a funeral? I said, Yes. And Emmy starts singing Uh Mommy's at a co-, or she was singing something ridiculous about how I was at a Coggy's funeral, except very happy and singing. <laughs> Okay. It's like, Emmy, stop! <laughs> Emmys are creepy as little child. Sings Every really disturbing things. Every time you make things. fun of the Kagi, Mike cries. <laughs> <laughs> so you pass a funeral. Let's I put that in the rear view mirror. I don't remember mirror. which one of was. He was my original character. He had the big sword, and he was... He, he attacked really fast. And he talked was like, he the one who was in charge of like Batman. Was he in charge of Raven Tree, or was he the yeah. one who was hiding by himself? He was hiding yeah. beneath that the guy. Okay, the guy who wasn't Batman. Yes, he's okay, Batman. Mike. Don't cry. So you pass that big funeral pouring steam. Will everybody make a perception check too? Eighteen. That's another three. I'm just trying to truck through. Nine. What I do I don't not even see? know what a funeral is. <laughs> so you hear 
behind you, Dern, that something has sort of busted through the area around where all that steam was coming out, and you look back into the narrow pass, which is starting to open up a little bit ahead of you. The party is sort of at a really narrow point, but it gets a little bit wider in the direction you're heading. But behind you, Dern, you see this huge, uh, steamy... Roll a nature check, I guess. Fourteen. It's a steam elemental. Run! (laughs) Am I supposed to know what that means? Run! It's a pretty simple command. I thought you just growled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it did kind of sound like that, even though I know what you were saying. Fly, you fools. How about that? (laughs) We're trying to escape the steam bound. I don't have fly speed. Okay. Are we going to have to roll initiative? Um, are you going to try and break off at a run, or are how, you going to try and... How wide is this area that we're going through? Like, you said it's pretty narrow. Can you define yeah. it? Yeah, uh, it's about 15 feet wide on either side, okay. um, and it's opening up pretty quickly. Maybe 20 feet ahead of you, it opens up twice as wide, and then it starts opening up more and more. Okay. Are, are we running? Let's run. I guess. Sure. Now that I understand what you said. Hey, we stubby legs. Everybody roll athletics. 19 plus... 21. 13. 20, yeah, 21. No, wait, 23. 19. Okay. You put some distance between yourself and this elemental. It's still sort of heading in your direction, but now instead of being about... 60 feet behind you, it's about 100 feet back, and you've entered kind of the wider area. Let's keep going. Great. Keep running. All right. Um, this time, please roll constitution checks. Oh, no. 17. Four. 17. Uh, 18. It's very heavy armor. Right, you say four, but at least it's shiny. Suffered one. And that's, that's with my... Uh, 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 proficiency. <laughs> Is your Agatha still up? It's up for an hour. Okay. Um, so you're starting to lag a little bit behind the rest of the party, but I'm not. I'm going to say if your Agatha is up, you're still sort of staying cool, and you have put some more distance between yourself. I think and I rolled elemental. well enough to pick him up and just <laughs> tuck him under my arm like a football and carry tuck, him. Tuck and run. <laughs> yeah. So you guys have, are maybe 200 feet in front of this thing at this point. Is it still heading towards us? It's still coming, but it's definitely losing ground. All right, run again. Okay. Just keep running. Athletics one more time. Uh-oh. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I got a four. If we get a crit Don't fail, really. we can't add our proficiency, right? Right. I got a crit fail. I got a four. I got an 11. <laughs> <laughs> This time I've got a... It's all just falling apart. Yeah, this time I've got a 22. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening to Date Night. I'm Amy, and I play Kira. Keep listening and sharing, and find us on Facebook and Twitter.